Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. You know, it's over two months now. That report that we were supposed to receive, right, from the government, it's it's now over two months. You know, I thought we might be getting it by the end of the year of 2022. We still didn't get it. It is now January 5th. Uh, 2023 and that report has still not been talked about the uh, the Congress apparently hasn't received it now of course Congress has its own issues right now with the uh, some of the politics uh, some of the pol political machinations that are ongoing right now so maybe that has something to do with it but besides that we should have had it uh, beforehand we should have had it in actually October 31st it was due and then it was it was late we were, oh maybe two weeks from now you know November went by we still didn't get that report and now December's gone by we still didn't get the report and now there's a new Congress uh, and they're still trying to work out their differences right now and you know but the report is being held up for some reason and that's that's absolutely ridiculous and as we know there have been elements within the Pentagon that have been trying to downplay the entire uh, UFO reality uh, trying to pretend that it's uh, that uh, has nothing to do with extraterrestrials right over the over the past uh, since all, throughout 2022 it seemed like this seemed like there was this you know from starting in 2017 you know when when uh, those leaked videos came out it seemed like there was like a slow disclosure ongoing it seemed like the Pentagon was starting to come clean finally a little bit they had admitted that yeah these objects we don't know what they are and then throughout the course of 2022 it seems like they started to try to reel everything back in again you know i've talked about this before but we still don't have that report <clears throat> and uh i'm assuming you know there's, there's there's still some bogus articles floating around out there from the wall street journal and new york times over the past couple of months basically trying to downplay the entire uh ufo thing saying it's nothing basically and that even stuff in this upcoming report most of the stuff is just uh prosaic uh, uh ex there's prosaic explanations for it all it's it's just either uh clutter like balloons and, and things like that or uh chinese spy drones but anyway uh the, the whole thing is is that uh it makes you wonder okay now we have this legislation that just passed with the whistleblower uh stuff like i've been talking about in there the whistleblower language that's in the new uh 2023 national defense authorization act right so there's that whistleblower language so anybody that within the pentagon or or uh, uh military industrial complex who wants to step forward uh there are people lining up actually right now we we know of some some people are 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 lining up right now we uh uh, the, the talk to talk to meet with Congress and tell them what they know about uh, uh, with regard to UFOs and or uh, you know recovered extraterrestrial bodies perhaps uh, so this is something that seems that's going to happen there are going to be some people stepping forward it's most likely going to be within closed meetings where the public won't be uh, they're not going to know about what's said but still the fact is there, there's people going to step forward but I've talked about this before, like, you know, you have to wonder at this point, like, why do we need to go through all these motions at this point? Like, I've been complaining about this over the last several podcasts, you know, like, why do we need to go through this? Like, why, why is this, why is this, this, this effort that's apparent by some people within the Pentagon to, to reel everything back in? And I've said this before, too, and I, I think I want to talk about it a little bit more is the fact that, is it possible? I mean, really? Is it possible that basically there could be stooges within the Pentagon and or, you know, some of these weapons manufacturers uh, organizations, right? Or could there be stooges in there that are basically being controlled by these aliens to, to, to try to keep this secret? Because as we know, the aliens themselves, they're very secretive. They don't want anyone to know what they're up to. Um, you know, they have, it seems like the, the biggest 
thing that they're uh, the, the 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 main thing that they're doing here seems to be this abduction and hybridization program that seems to be the main thing i mean if you read any of the books that have been written by uh david m jacobs who uh you know is a retired temple university professor uh, who actually taught a, a course on ufos and he's written several books that i've books that i've talked about all the time like the the threat and walking among us um and, and in in these books he talks about how you know basically these alien beings there's uh the the gray aliens there's tall aliens and and the uh, uh, taller gray aliens and then there's uh some reptilians apparently that uh are, and then the, the in the hierarchy and then at the very top of this hierarchy hierarchy are these praying mantis type beings right and they're the ones in control they're the ones who are uh barking out all the orders to the to the other uh aliens what, during these abductions uh, incidents, right? So basically, they're creating this hybrid race, and and there's actually hybrids among us, according to Jacobs in his book, uh, Walking Among Us, which I've talked about before. There are actually alien beings among us. There are actually hybrids, or, or some of them are so they're so human-like. They're actually he calls he refers to these as hybrids. They're they're the next level up beyond hybrid, basically, and basically they're 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 being planted all throughout the globe here uh, to to do what nobody knows right uh there's some talk of some change these aliens talk about to uh in front of some of these abductees at, at different uh, uh some of these cases right there's a talk of a change that's going to happen at some point so if that's possible if all of that is possible if that when you really think about this if there are beings among us that are actually aliens but you know that but really they're you know they look like us we would never be able to tell you couldn't tell the difference between them and a regular person right and they have the same kind of abilities or very close to the same kind of abilities as uh, uh the the their masters you know the you know so you have to wonder if that's possible then it's also possible that some of these beings could have infiltrated uh you know our government or governments of the world or they could be in the process of doing it right now, or, or it could be already accomplished that part of it. But you have to wonder. I mean, it's the aliens themselves. They they don't want they want this to keep to be a secret. Obviously, they don't want people to know about this hybridization program, right? They don't want people to know about that. So it makes you wonder what if, if they don't want anyone to know about it. So why would the government really, when you think about it, why would the government not want you to know about this? You, I think they you think they would want you to know about this. Uh you know, I think that's something the people should know about. If there's some sort of uh, uh, plan ongoing here to basically take control of the world, right, or, you know, to uh, cause some change to happen in the future, maybe we should know about that. Why, why is this being kept a secret? Why is this something behind the scenes? And it, has to, and it makes you have to wonder, well... Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, one of the reasons people will say right off the bat, well, they're going to panic a little cause. I mean, how are you going to tell? Well, yeah, you're not going to be able to tell, but at least it would at least be nice to know, wouldn't it? I mean, that there's that, you know, there's an, uh, an alien presence here and they're apparently trying to uh, uh, basically absorb the human race somehow and, and take over and take control. I mean, I think it would be nice to know that. I mean, forget about what kind of panic it causes. I think we should know that. That's very important. I mean, I think everyone should know. If we're about to be taken over and there's nothing we can do about it, we should all know about it, at least know about it, right? I'd like to know about it. You know, we could all say, uh, so, you know, at least we could, uh, you know, start uh, saying our prayers and singing nearer God, my God to thee. At least there's something we could do. I mean, we could at least do something. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to know about it. <clears throat> 
but it has to make you wonder like it's basically like the like and i i've pointed this out before it's like there's a, a secrecy ongoing be, you know it's not only the aliens themselves but the government you know it has been keeping this a secret for for all these decades and they have to wonder now are there stooges are there some people within the pentagon and or uh, uh weapons manufacturers military industrial complex right are, are are there some stooges in there that maybe they're not aliens right maybe they're not hubrids like as as described by jacobs jacobs but maybe there are some that are uh, basically somehow controlled right because i mean obviously and you know these beings have the ability to control people right i mean and all these abduction cases where you, you that we we've read about right these people have no they, they have no will i mean basically these aliens have the ability to control people so are are they is it possible right i guess you have to ask this question is it possible that some people within our our government within the highest echelons of the pentagon in the majestic 12 organization itself actually being controlled by aliens because you have to wonder i mean again why did the congress have to pass that legislation with the whistleblower language in it i mean how come we just can't get that information out who's who's preventing that i mean how is that possible how does the how is it possible that the president of the united states does not have the power to get this information right how is that possible that 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 seems to me that that should be impossible Right. I don't see what kind of authority could be uh, could have been uh, granted to some person or group or organization that would uh, prevent a president of the United States from knowing something that's uh, uh, that 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 is of major national security interest. How is that possible? That can't be possible. But it seems like that's what the case is. Now, apparently, you know, there are people out there over the last five years, ever since this slow disclosure started up, right? It seems like there are people out there, right, who have brought us to where we are today that have, you know, that have pushed some people in Congress, you know, to, to you know to pass this kind of legislation, to include that kind of language. People like Lou Elizondo, Christopher Mellon, and others, right, that have pushed for people within Congress to, you know, and, and, and it's basically a bipartisan thing, you know, really when you, and, and it's a winner, but you know what, because a lot of people are interested in this, right? There's a high percentage of people left or right. Doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't seem like there's a, this is a partisan thing when it comes to UFOs and the extraterrestrial mystery, right? It doesn't seem to have be, be a partisan thing. So it seems like all these people in Congress, they decided to, to go along to do this right to take some power away from from some people in the pentagon and, and give the congress more power because apparently for some reason they're, they're they're unable the congress is unable to find out the truth because people in the pentagon for some reason are being told by somebody else that they're not allowed to talk about this and the president too the president of the united states is not is not uh, uh privy to this information for some reason so again you have to wonder it makes you wonder why is this necessary i know it sounds insane right because it does i mean to me it sounds insane like i have trouble believing this but if you do it, at the same time right if if there are hubrids among us walking among us right now among us live who, who knows you wouldn't be able to tell right they, they'll just look they'll look just like you they'll have abilities they'll have telep they, they will have telepathic abilities that could control you mental abilities that could make you not even make you forget things and who knows what else god knows what they're capable of doing so if, the, if that's true then that means they would be capable of controlling people within the pentagon and people within these weapons manufacturers uh, organizations right they would be able to control anybody they wanted 
So if that's the case, then that means there could be stooges and they could be, un even to themselves, they wouldn't know that they are stooges. They might not even understand themselves why they want to keep this information uh, from the public. You know, who gave them that authority? Again, I don't understand this. I don't understand why, again, this question is not being asked by the press, which is stunning to me. It's stunning to me that the, this question is not being asked by the press. Okay, the president just signed off on this bill that the Congress uh, passed, you know, the, the Congress in a bipartisan manner passed, and yet the, the, the press doesn't talk about it. You have to wonder. Or it could be it could be a combination of different things. It could be actual stooges who are being controlled by the aliens, and it could be actual aliens themselves that are, have infiltrated this. Aliens that are actually uh, serving in our military right now, you know, like spies. As for as crazy as it sounds, as crazy as it sounds. But again, if you're going to believe the things that uh, uh, like David Jacobs talks about, then you have to wonder about these kind of things. Because I'm wondering about them. I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of reasons for the cover-up, right? You could start with, okay, the panic that it's going to cause. Okay, that's something I talk about a lot. You know, if they're here to colonize the planet, of course, you know, people uh, in control of this in information, the con the UFO, the, the secret control group, that could be a reason, right? Of course, the reverse engineering aspect right, of it. You know, you know whoever, whoever is the first in this world to successfully reverse engineer this technology, right, potentially could basically take over the world nobody could stop us that could be another reason there's all kinds of the religious implications the societal implications there's all kinds of different reasons but one of the reasons actually could be is that it's not really up to us right now we are being controlled at the top by the aliens themselves for as insane as that sounds because again you have to ask yourself the question why did the Congress have to pass that? Why did the Congress uh, deem, uh, feel it necessary to pass that legislation and the president feel it necessary to, to sign off on that legislation? That, I, of, of course, I know it was a, a bill that really was, had a, you know, it was more about the money, about funding the, uh, the, the defense, uh, it was about defense spending for this, for this year that we are in right now. That's, yeah, I understand that, right? It was almost a trillion dollars. Yes, that's the bigger aspect of it. But that language, nonetheless, was included in there. And everybody signed off on it, and it was passed in a bipartisan manner. Is it, is it, is it because behind the scenes, some of these legislators are, you know, they, they understand. Obviously, they obviously understand. Right. I didn't hear Biden uh, questioning this either. Right. So obviously they all understand that somebody behind the scenes is pulling the strings and, and, and it's beyond the purview of these of our elected officials. And I don't think that's right. And it's been going on like this for a long time now. But again, it could be reasons beyond that. Some of the obvious reasons that we've talked, everyone thinks about all the time. It could be something beyond just the the, the panic that it will cause. It could be something beyond the uh, the military uh, re reverse engineering aspects. It could be beyond that. It could be something that's different. It could be beyond the the changes in society, the collapse of society. It could be beyond that. It could be the fact that it's actual aliens have infiltrated our government, infiltrated the the specific offices that are the specific the specific group that is in control of this issue in our government and maybe across the world somehow i mean you would have to understand uh these beings right if if they're a million years more advanced than we are right they, they know what we're going to do before we do know what we're going to do they could see everything that we're going to do coming they we, we to, to you know to them it would be so easy we're like you know we're like a dog 
we're like dogs running around to them. You know, we're like ants, right? They would be able to figure out, they would be able to know exactly what we're going to do before we even do it. And so they might be so many steps, so many steps ahead of us, and, and they're just playing these games with us, and we can't see it. We cannot see it. And we're, take, we're making these moves and trying to get to the bottom of it, trying to get the truth out, but they, they don't want us to know the truth. And if they don't want there's always possible. If they don't want us to know the truth, they could, they could make that so. And it seems like they have, if, 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 if what's going on, if what I'm suggesting is true, then that means it's behind the scenes right now, right? There are aliens in, somewhere in different, scattered, in different, uh, 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 different offices within our government, right? Have, that, have, that have power. They somehow they have, they've ascended through the ranks, right? And somehow manipulated their way through the ranks, probably, I would imagine, right? Through some sort of, they could, if, if they have the ability to do the things they do to people during abductions, that means they could, they could walk, just think they could walk into a, into a, a, a general's office and basically completely take control of his brain. And he wouldn't have no idea what's going on. He might not even remember the conversation. Like if, if an alien was to walk into one of our top general's offices for a conversation, that general might not even remember the conversation when it ends. Anything is possible when it comes to this. When it comes, you have to really start really thinking outside of the box. I know this sounds crazy. It sounds crazy to me, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying I believe this. I'm just throwing this out there as a possibility. You know, this is only a theory. It's 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 pure speculation. But at the same time, it's something to consider. I mean, if the things that David Jacobs writes about, he's he's somebody who studied this for a long time. He's met over I don't know since the 70s. He was he's been doing this investigating stuff like that he's been uh hypnotizing diff uh, different hundreds and hundreds of different abductees over the years and he's and he's come to some conclusions he did the work he's the person who did the research he's come to the conclusion that there are there's a hybridization program ongoing there are there are hybrids are living among us and and not only that there are these enforcer hybrids that watch over the hybrids to make sure nothing happens to them right there's all this stuff going on behind the scenes that a lot of people just aren't aware of Right, and, and I'm telling you the truth, I don't even want to think about it. But at the same time, I guess you have to think about it because if that's true, then that means that these things, these beings are among us, could infiltrate different. Uh, who knows? Who knows where, where where they have could have could have planted themselves? We have we would have no idea because they just they look like just like you and I. It's a scary thought, but again, I think it's something that we need to consider. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the most the most crazy encounter with aliens you ever heard. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, we are back. Uh, in 1964, there was an unbelievable encounter with with aliens. Allegedly, uh, it's it's been known. It's been come. It's it's known now as the Cisco Grove UFO encounter. Uh, there was actually a book that came out and uh, that was uh, published in 2011 called Aliens in the Forest: The Cisco Grove UFO Encounter, which talked about this. And the guy that it happened to was he was a, a guy named is a guy named Donald Trump, and. Uh, uh, he didn't he didn't go public with this until basically 2011 this happened in 1964 the, now the story was known to people in ufology right he 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 you know presented this story anonymously you know this was he didn't want to give his name though because of course the story is so wild i could understand why he didn't want to give his name but he he has never really over the years he really didn't profit from this uh story he kept it to himself i mean he told people about it but he didn't he didn't want his name out in the public and you could understand uh, why when you hear the story it's basically to me right the some of the craziest ufo stories like the one that has to be the 1955 kentucky goblin spree which is something i talked about on uh, the podcast before uh and this one right there is right up there with it i mean this is probably i mean if this is true right i mean there's a lot to talk about here but anyway we'll get into the what happened here here's an article that i there's a lot of different articles you could find out online find online about this but there was a good one on medium.com written by ken korzak in august 19th 2022 and i'm going to read this i'm not going to read the whole thing he gets into all different kinds of what he thinks it might be and i i think you should check it out check his article out i will leave the link for it you got to check it out it's, it's a pretty good article but i'm just going to read the you know the, the the beginning of this article that talks about uh, the event itself anyway the article is called ufos aliens mythology and man a case study that shows how both ufo skeptics and ufo advocates have been trapped by the delusional scientific and evidence-based approach to explain the phenomenon in 1964 California man Donald Trump was an avid hunter who was about to become the hunted. Think of the way a pack of hounds might tree a raccoon or a bear. Well, Shrum would find that table turned on him, but it wouldn't be a dog pack tormenting him as he clung to a branch. It would be aliens. But was it truly aliens or was it something even more profound and amazing? Anyway, let's read the case here. Overview of the case. The year was 1964. Shrum, then age 26, was bow hunting with some pals in a rugged high elevation region of Northern California's Sierra Nevada Mountains. This was in the Tahoe National Forest. Shrum became separated from his group and subsequently got lost. As darkness began to fall, he decided to climb a tree to spend the night. 
He didn't want to get eaten by a mountain lion while sleeping on the ground. After the sun sank, Shrum spied a glowing light in the sky coming toward him in a zigzagging motion. I just want to stop there for a second. I also heard that he did hear noises uh, before the light showed up, and he thought it was a bear, and he, and he had climbed this tree, and then uh, he, he thought he should stay there in that tree because uh, for safety. But anyway, continuing. After the sun sank, Shrum spied a glowing light in the sky coming toward him in a zigzagging motion. He hoped... The light was a rescue helicopter, maybe called by his friends, who reported him lost. He climbed down rapidly from his perch to build a fire so he could spit, so he could be spotted from the air. It soon became obvious, however, that this was no helicopter. A stunned Donald Trump gaped in wonder as a gargantuan cigar-shaped UFO about the size of a 14-story building hovered close and stopped just 50 yards from his position. Even more unnerving, a small scout ship UFO disgorged from the mothership and appeared to land nearby. Now, can you imagine? Imagine you're in the middle of a forest and you're seeing something like this. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Oh, my God. Shaken by this remarkable turn of events, Shrum opted to scramble back up into his tree. He was soon glad he did. A few minutes later, three weird aliens showed up and sauntered right up to the base of the tree. First came two beings that appeared vaguely humanoid. They were about five feet tall and wearing silvery, silver, uh, silvery uniforms that covered their heads. They sported eyewear Shrum described to look like welding goggles. If this sounds all sort of 1950s black and white science fiction movie like just wait until you hear about the third alien it was like something straight from the cover of an old pulp science fiction magazine showing up shortly after the two silver suited humanoids was a metallic robot it was something like a hollywood special effects team might have developed for an eisenhower era drive-in theater flick as the robot joined its two E.T. buddies at the base of the tree, Donald Trump, his mind blown, could not believe what he was seeing. He said the robot was darker in color and rocked two glowing reddish-orange eyes. Shrum described its mouth as merely a slit-like opening that could drop down like an oven door. Some versions of the story say the aliens and their robot henchmen began to shake the tree. Shrum himself later disputed this, saying it never happened. Whatever the case, he knew they obviously wanted to get their hands, claws, on him for reasons he did not care to contemplate. The robot stepped forward and stopped with its, with its back against the tree. It then lowered its jaw using its hand to expose the mouth opening. From this gap came a stream of gas that spread like a mist, enough so to envelope Shrum. This caused him to black out. Despite losing consciousness, Shrum managed to stay in the tree, probably because he had taken the precaution to secure himself to a limb with his belt. When he awoke an indeterminate time later, the aliens remained and seemed determined to bring him down. To fight back, Shrum took out some matches and searched his pockets for scraps of paper. Finding things like his hunting license and dollar bills in his wallet, he lit them in on fire and rained little fire bombs down upon his assailants. Let's just stop here for a minute. Can you imagine this? Now you're, you're you're in a tree. There's two alien, apparent alien beings, you know, on the at the base of the tree trying to get you to come down. They want to take you away. And there's this giant robot that looks like it's out of a comic book, you know, shooting gas out of its mouth that makes you pass out for a, for a few minutes. Like, what the hell was going on here? This is unlike anything. Unlike, again, this is like the Kentucky Goblin Spree. That was unlike anything. 
that you know you never hear anything like this the creatures that were described you never saw heard you know nobody ever you never heard any stories with that featured creatures like this be, you know before or after that, that one incident and you don't really hear anything like this again and again and also if you think about it the pascagoula 1973 uh case involving those two guys fishing in uh, on the pascagoula river you know these beings you know a, a spaceship lands and these these three humanoid figures come out but they're like robots with wrinkled skin and 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 carrot and carrots like where where the noses and the ears i mean sometimes there it seems like there are things out there that are different than the usual you know grays and praying mantis and reptilian style beings that people talk about all the time anyway uh continuing uh to fight back okay i already read that part he then started tearing scraps of his clothing to light on fire at one point he set his hat ablaze it had a goodly amount of hairstyling grease on it and bombed it down on his assailants this caused them to jump back momentarily but it did not dissuade them for long as it turns out shrum also had his 60 pound reflexive bow and three arrows with him in the tree he knocked an arrow and took a shot he hit the robot dead on in the chest the steel tip of the arrow sparked as it glanced off the hard surface of the mechanical alien. The arrow strike made a clinking sound, confirming to Shrum that the robot was metallic. Shrum launched the other two arrows at the three invaders. They ran back to avoid being hit. They weren't ready to give up, however. The robot tried its gas gambit a second time. Once again, the mist came forth and Shrum passed out. When he woke up this time, he was dismayed to see the humanoid aliens attempting to scale the tree. Shrum fended them, fended them off by bombing down anything he could find. Broken branches, his old army surplus canteen, whatever he had in his pockets, his wallet, some coins. And this stymied them. A back and forth battle would ensue all night. The two humanoids and the robot were later joined by several other aliens as the hellish ordeal wore on. Yet again, the robot unhinged its jaw and deployed its knockout gas. Strum passed out once again, but the next time he awoke, it was dawn and his alien tormentors were gone. Shrum finally climbed down. A while later, he spotted one of his hunting buddies who was searching for him. Shrum shouted out, the hunters were re reunited. The hunters... The others could see their companion was exhausted and dazed. Among the hunting party was a man named Vincent Alvarez. Alvarez. He reported seeing the same UFO described by Shrum, although neither Alvarez nor any of the other men saw aliens. Shrum related the sensational events of the night to his stunned companions and then laid down to sleep for six hours. Now, just think about that. That is unbelievable. I mean, I mean, if it's real, I mean, you have to wonder. I mean, I guess you have. I, there's a lot of questions I have here, and some of these questions this this uh, writer gets into later on, and I'm not going to get into you know his his opinions on this. But again, you, that's something you could read for yourself. But uh, I guess you know, it, 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 I find it's well, some of the strange things about this story is that this guy is hiding in a tree. There's these, this giant cigar-shaped spaceship shows up. Uh, a little spaceship flies out of it and then these eight little aliens get out of it and this robot and apparently in, in, in other versions of this story there was a second robot that showed up toward the end too and they and at one point these two robots were both standing beneath, beneath the tree i mean it's just a crazy story a crazy story uh 
and, and, and you know it sounds like something out of a does it really does sound like something out of a 50 science fiction movie but you have to wonder okay i guess one of the one of the questions i have is you know these aliens have all these powers right the you know the, the have, have these flying machines and they're landing in the middle of the forest like this and they have robots walking around why weren't they able to get them out of the tree apparently they really wanted them maybe it was because uh they thought if they they wanted to get them down safely they didn't want to maybe they didn't want to kill them they wanted him you know to you know examine them like sometimes like aliens like to do maybe that's what it was about who knows anyway continuing with the story although the story of donald trump's encounters soon spread widely within the ufo community including many of the top researchers of the day shrum did not go public with his name for more than 40 years the story occasionally popped up in various publications and books it was even dramatized on at least one tv show one prominent ufo author who wrote about the case is preston dennett he used the anonymous name of Donald Smythe to tell the story in one of his books. Although Dennett retold the story faithfully and accurately, too many others mangled or sensationalized the story, a sp story, especially the TV dramatization. The producers hid behind the anonymity of the sources and played the story up to make it entertaining for viewers. Even the iconic paranormal researcher John Keel of the Mothman Prophecies was said to have botched the story as did investigators for APRO, the once prominent UFO study organization. Thus, the story became infected with numerous inaccuracies which were often picked up and repeated by others. The first time Shrum allowed himself to be, to be identified was in an April 2007 article published in the MUFON Journal. That article was titled The Cisco Bow and Arrow Alien Encounter, written by Stephen Reichmuth. However, Shrum's real coming out finally happened when he was 73 years old. He agreed to go on the record with authors No Tories and Ruben Uarte for their 2011 book Aliens in the Forest, The Cisco Grove UFO Encounter. Yeah, I highly recommend that book, by the way. Shrum trusted these two writers and hoped the book they wrote would not only tell the story completely, thoroughly, and accurately, but also clear up the considerable misinformation that had spread about the case over the decades. Shrum wanted the book to serve as the authentic and official documentation of the UFO encounter for future generations. I should note that Shrum had previously completed several in-depth interviews with Paul Cerny, then the chairman of MUFON's Bay Area chapter, also an in-depth in-depth transcript exists of an interview he did with another ufo researcher this interview was conducted in 1965 a year after the incident thus as it so often happens in sensational ufo cases the shrum story became tangled by both good and bad reporting that only exasperates exasperates the inevitable ridicule meted out by skeptics as usual they offer the usual band-aid theories along with the standard accusations of fakery and hoaxing and then there was some men in black encounters, which is another interesting aspect to this whole uh, insane story. After the No Tories book was published, Donald Trump's son, Dan, came forward with further fascinating insights. Dan Trump was born in 1966, two years after his father's encounter. However, he said he was raised knowing my father's story, but it was strict family policy to never speak of it with anyone outside the immediate family. 
As a young child, Dan recalls many nights being, being awoken in bed to hear his father screaming out in terror as he suffered nightmares, flashbacks, and classic symptoms of PTSD. He said his father would sometimes sob uncontrollably after his nightly outbursts. Dan said he was too young at the time to understand what was tormenting his father, a man he described as known for his incredible kindness and his strong principles. And sure enough, like in many of the juiciest UFO stories, the Shrum case has, has its own men in black element. Dan Shrum said that both his father and mother, Judy Shrum, were interviewed by two stiff Air Force officers and on at least two occasions by mysterious men in black suits. And get this, on at least one occasion, the men in black suits hauled off Donald and Judy to a re remote location, once to an abandoned house where they were interrogated and vaguely threatened if they did not cooperate and also stay silent about the event. And also, and get this also, Dan Shrum said an Air Force team most likely later visited the site of the alien encounter and scoured the area looking for clues and cleaned up any evidence they could find at the site, including the remaining scraps of items he threw down, threw down at the aliens. Whoever had cleaned the site even raked the soil in the area around the, around the tree. Now he gets into a lot of stuff about what the, the bunkers are, what's you know said about this, and uh, and there's a lot more to this article, but uh, you know, and his opinion on it, and uh, but I just want to talk about this case here. Um, there's so much to it. I mean, it's just you know again, this is another example to me that there could be a lot more going on here than we realize. I mean, there could be other <laughs> other kind of beings. I mean. I mean, it sounds incredible. I mean, the 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 kind of robot that he described. I mean, it does it does sound so. It sounds like you know there was a, the one Bugs Bunny cartoon I remember when there was a mad scientist or I don't know Bugs. There was a flood or something, and I remember Bugs Bunny getting lifted off his bed under in his rabbit hole, and he ended up in this castle with this crazy looking mad scientist, and this mad scientist had this giant robot. And he was going to put Bugs Bunny's brain inside the robot. I don't. Know, I'm sure some of you remember this cartoon I'm talking about. Uh, and that robot, you know, that that's what this sounds like. It sounds like that robot with the square jaw. And I mean, it sounds like the same kind of thing. And there were some other science fiction movies in the 50s that featured uh, robots. But you have to wonder, like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, seriously, what the hell is going on here? Now, I, I guess it, it does, the story is strange in so many ways. I mean, I mean, you would think that these aliens would still have the ability, even if you're you know, hiding up in the top of a tree, you would think that they would have the ability to get you down. I mean, if they have the ability to fly around in, in, in you know, gigantic football field-sized uh, uh, cylinders and, then, and, and that also house little flying saucers, right? I mean, you would think that they would have the, the, uh, the technology to get a, a, a living specimen out, out of the top of a tree. I don't understand what happened here. I mean, you have to wonder. I mean, I, I don't think the guy's lying. Now, apparently, from what I've, I've read about this, the guy never did any kind of drugs or anything like anything like that. I mean, it was in the 60s, you know, but still this guy was, you know, was, was apparently a clean and sober type of guy. And and people that knew him, you know, he was an upstanding sort of guy. So why would you come up with the story? Now, he didn't want his name out there, but this was what he said happened. And you have to wonder. I mean, again... You know, you look at the Kentucky Goblin Spree. I believe that that one happened because there was over 10 witnesses to that. I mean, there was over 10 witnesses. I saw one of the, some of the witnesses talking about this. I know I saw at least one interview that happened like over 30 years after the event. And the one guy was, 
he was only 12 years old at the time and he was saying yeah that's, that's what happened that he talked about what the beings looked like there was these little short beings that showed up at this farmhouse in the middle of the woods in kentucky and and you know was basically terrorizing this family you know throughout the night uh and, and, and it was just such a crazy story but again you know you have to wonder it seems like there were more than just to me it seems like there's more than just one type of alien showing up or maybe there's maybe they're just playing games with us you know who knows but the idea that you know that they're sending out robots 19 you know here's the other thing you know maybe this is something that happened maybe they study us and they see what we what we imagine as uh you know this is something i always wonder you know like say you know the when these aliens they, they they're probably paying attention to what we're doing they probably like again i was talking earlier about how they they know they probably know more about us than we know about ourselves uh, and they, when they, from a distance, you know, from outside the box, they, they look at what we, you know, what we find, you know, what we watch for entertainment. And back in the fifties, there were movies with robots and cartoons with robots and comic books with robots. So maybe they make these things look like that, you know, to, uh, so they match with our idea of what we expect. I don't know. I mean, there's so many different, I don't know. It's just crazy. This is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my life. I honest to God. And, and I, I, at the same time, I, I have trouble not believing it because I mean, this guy stood by his story for all these years. He didn't want to, he never like made money off this story. He kept, he, he his name was anonymous. He didn't want to, you know, people to know who he was, but he did share his story. He thought it was important to tell people. And so, you know, there's no reason to lie. And I have to look at it from my own viewpoint. I've seen things, you know, I've seen a thing. I've seen one of these beings in my room when I was a kid. You know, I saw an alien being in my room when I was a kid. I saw, you know, I, on a fishing trip in 1994, I saw a flying saucer along with a buddy when we were fishing. You know, I talk about these things all the time. There are strange things that happen to me, too. Not this strange, but again, it doesn't mean it can't happen. And maybe maybe they do have robots that look like that. I mean, who knows? I I don't know what the answer is, but again, I think it's a fascinating story, and I highly recommend that book, Aliens in the Forest: The Cisco Grove UFO Encounter.